Welcome to the Jasper Blueprint, a podcast for established business leaders to explore what it takes to build a robust business in a rapidly changing operating environment. The volume and scope of decisions you need to make and the uncertainty and constraints you operate within aren't going anywhere. So this time that we have together here is a window that you can carve out to think, reflect and question so that you and your business can grow. Unexamined beliefs about the purpose of business limit your ability to make money. Let me show you a different way to think about, build and run your business. Because business is not a zero-sum game. Someone doesn't have to lose for you to win. Your choices aren't binary. Money and meaning aren't mutually exclusive. In fact, I'll show you how merging money and meaning is the competitive advantage your business has been missing. So the Jasper Blueprint was created for business leaders who are running small and medium-sized businesses. There are 333 million SMEs in the world, and I really believe that they are the linchpin that society is built on. They are the drivers of local and global economies, and they have a massively outweighed impact in the world comparative to their size. Yet the frustration that I have had and that leaders in this space have had is that it's really difficult to find examples, case studies, methodologies and approaches that really understand and are built for purpose that respect small and medium-sized businesses but also understand the constraints and what it actually takes to run a business of this size. So the Jasper Blueprint is really in that sweet spot of trying to provide practical tools that meet business leaders where they are and allow them to think about and build their business in a different way so that they can strengthen the financial stability of the business, but do that in a way that merges money and meaning, with the ultimate outcome being starting to get you to a place where you're going to be able to make big decisions quickly and with confidence that they're in alignment with what matters most to you. So no more trying to squeeze yourself into (laughs) approaches that don't fit or frustrations because you're inspired and you want to operate differently, but you can't take the 95 pages of detailed spreadsheets or the examples where you have to have thousands of employees to make it work. That's not what we're looking for here. So today, I want to jump in to address one of the aspects that comes up time and again, which is the fact that business leaders have this subconscious belief about the purpose of business, which is actually limiting their ability to make more money. And I want to talk you through what I call the two camps trap as a way to start to help you ask your own questions and see how that plays out in your business. The other aspect is that I want to help you to understand that there are tools, there are different ways of thinking that are going to allow you to be able to actually strengthen that financial stability of your business and merge money and meaning. To jump into some examples first up and start to unpack 
these things from the perspective of a question. The lovely Sasha Janssen asked, what are specific ideas, steps, questions that help us move from a profit only to a do good and make money mindset and reality? Brilliant question, Sasha. And I would say that the best place to start in answering that question as we go deeper and explore it is actually the two camps trap. Some of you may have heard me talking about this before, but it is a central aspect that starts to help us diagnose whether there are these unconscious beliefs about the purpose of business playing out for business leaders. When we think of the two camps trap, what we want to picture is the business model canvas as a starting place. And if you think about the two camps trap as having an external camp and an internal camp, the external camp is where you see the role of business being predominantly focused on profit maximization. When you think about business like this, you don't ask questions or look for aspects around contribution or making a difference in the world, positively or negatively, through the core business activities. Instead, you simply see doing good and contribution as being external to your business. Your sense of doing good may be enabled by the business. When you do well, you're able to donate a percentage of profit. Or when you have the capacity, you're able to give pro bono time or let staff volunteer. Contribution is enabled by the business, but when you look at the business model canvas, they're still sitting outside the business. The aspect that I want you to have in your mind moving forward is shifting into what I call the internal camp, where you start to bring the questions and the thinking about the flow-on impacts of your decisions on how you spend money, how you treat people, who you buy from in your supply chains. These become the lenses that you're bringing to your business to ensure that you ask the questions and see those ticks of good, not just sitting outside the business model, but inside each of the nine boxes of your business model canvas. I want to give you two examples that will show or demonstrate what the external camp looks like in action and what the internal camp would look like as a different example. So using a bottled water company to help us see these approaches to business. I want to first up tell you a little bit of background about one bottled water company and how the external camp approach to business completely shaped and limited their ability to run a good business. So let me tell you a little bit about Aaron, who was the founder and owner of this business. Aaron was absolutely a well-meaning, well-educated man, and there was no question that his intentions were good. But it was his external camp approach and beliefs to business that set in motion this really confusing tension between what he espoused as his mission and the very foundations of the business that he built. He had this strong desire to make a difference to an issue that he cared about, and he went about building a business that would give back. 
So for him, the thing that pulled at his heartstrings and that captured his imagination was his desire for people everywhere to have access to clean drinking water. That is absolutely an honourable and basic human right, without question. But what happened next is where that dissonance kicks in. So Aaron lived in a country with clean drinking water and no need for people to actually be purchasing bottled water. Yet because in his mind he had focused so much of his attention on how he was going to contribute using his profits from the business, so that external camp approach, rather than thinking about the impact of his core business activities or the operations of the business he was building, he decided to found a bottled water company with the intention of donating 100% of his profits to causes that were providing clean drinking water around the world. If we were to peer inside his brain and that external camp approach of what that then looked like in his business model canvas, the aspects of what we see are quite telling. So if you're watching the video, you'll be able to see a graphic where I've presented a simplistic version of Aaron's business model. If you're not watching the video and you're just listening to the audio, I will run you through what it looks like and how it kind of plays out. So with his external camp approach where that focus is all about things outside his business being able to make a difference or enabling change in the world, the thing that stands out the most in looking at his business model canvas is that all of his thinking around what happens in-house, so in his key activities and key resources in that back end of his business model canvas, is very focused on PR and marketing. And he has what I would call a prescribed philanthropy approach to his business. And what I mean by that is that by buying products from him, what happens is that you then put in his hands the decision for what charities he will support with your philanthropic dollar rather than you making a donation yourself. And so it makes sense that when his model is based on that prescribed philanthropy that he really needs in his business to be able to get traction and keep people engaged and coming back. He has to rely on having that really strong perception, a shared identity of helping and delivering a feel-good factor. And yet what is interesting is when we look at the outsourced components of his business, so in his key partners, you'll notice how he so heavily relies on charity partners to deliver that impact and the feel-good factor. But then there's this challenge around Really what he's trying to do through his business is then claim full attribution for himself and his customers for the impacts being created in the world through those other organisations. The model also depends on free labour, so volunteers, interns, brand ambassadors and pro bono services like legal and accounting. It needs this type of free labour because the dissonance, that internal dissonance for Aaron around the purpose of business has left him ill-equipped to actually effectively build his business or figure out how to merge money and meaning 
because in his own mind, he has such a black and white approach to what's happening and a sense of where he's contributing or making a difference. Therefore, he should get free services because he's doing good. But there's real disconnect in the business model itself and certainly a very lacking aspect of his ability to do business modeling himself. So Aaron's business model is incredibly simplistic and it ignores the realities of what it really takes to deliver the product to the customers or account for the damage that he's doing in the process. The reality of that is that even with 100% of profits being donated, Aaron is not even scratching the surface of the damage his business is inflicting on people and the planet. So when we think about the aspects of what happens when we have an external camp approach to how we build our business, I really want you to come back to and remember this key idea that we need to remember that how we make money matters, not just what we do with it. It is so easy to forget that when you have an external camp approach because you're focused on telling the stories of contribution through how much you gave away or who you helped through that donation of profit outside the business rather than looking at taking responsibility for and being accountable for the decisions you're making in running the business. So Aaron was ignoring two fundamental things that limited him every step of the way, both in his ability to grow his business and in his ability to make a bigger impact in the world around the issues that he cared most about. By framing his contribution and the meaning of his work as sitting outside the business, he ignored the massive damage he was doing and the choices he was making. First up, he chose the worst possible products to have as his main revenue driver, bottled water. Secondly, he didn't examine the options open to him to at least be more conscious of the materials, packaging or production of his bottled water. Instead, he just tried to make the business stack up enough to make as much profit as he could and then give away as much as he could through donations. But if we back up a little bit and unpack what was really going on and what that meant for his business... One of the things that's important to look at is that the European Commission has determined that over 80% of the environmental impact of products is determined right back at the design stage. That is a really powerful position for someone like Aaron to be in when running a product-based business. Imagine if he had actually taken responsibility seriously and embraced the opportunities to build something extraordinary. Rather than seeing his business as only being about the generation of profit to donate to a cause while turning a blind eye to the actual damage being done in the generation of those profits. But rather than change every element of how Aaron ran his business, let's assume he still chose to have bottled water as his main product, but ask some questions about how he could have designed his business model in a way that shifted over to the internal camp. Now, if we look at the internal camp, to get a glimpse of how Aaron could have done that and built a completely different business, 
the aspect around questioning the purpose of business and shifting into the internal camp lets us look at that through a different business model that still had the water in the mix. But this is Jay's business model, and it is a bottled water business that manufactures a paper-based container for the water. And I want to keep the business pretty similar so that you can be thinking about the changes that are occurring. Even if you don't have a product-based business, run with the example and then we'll be able to think about it as it relates to your business. So if we look at Jay's business model canvas, in stark contrast to Aaron's simplistic approach, Jay's business model shows a layered approach to how they run the business and make a difference in the world. Remember that in the internal camp, the purpose of business is centred around value creation. Knowing the value you bring, understanding the value your customers want, and capturing value in return. Jay's model demonstrates their understanding of this. They know how to deliver results and drive revenue. So first up, Jay's positioning is upfront with the customers about the fact that bottled water is a non-essential luxury item in their country. And therefore, Jay encourages customers to use refillable bottles wherever possible. But Jay is not a purist. They are pragmatic and know that while people should rely less on highly disposable products like this, convenience water is a market worth tens of billions of dollars and there are billions of plastic bottles being distributed every year. So it's not a product line that is going anywhere anytime soon. To approach this market opportunity from an internal camp approach rather than an external, Jay thoughtfully designs, builds and operates their business creating genuinely better alternatives. It starts with looking at how their highly disposable product is produced, packaged and transported. So these are those elements that when you think about that European Commission percentage of 80% of the impacts happening right back at the design phase, Jay's approach to the internal camp for the business model allows those thoughts, those questions and to design the business differently in those fundamental areas of how it's produced, packaged and transported. So when we look at Jay's business model, We can see that they're thinking around the in-house components, so those key resources and key activities, highlights the importance of storytelling. So there's still the elements of PR and marketing, but there's also research and development and brand as a way to make growth and giving mutually reinforcing. These elements are really important because they add in, there's still the need for a sense of the stories, the change, what we're part of and how we're contributing, but there is more nuance to that and there's more meat on the bones around that research and development, the innovation and how they're looking at and producing their products. When you look at the way that they've presented the outsourced elements in key partners, 
you'll notice that they think about suppliers and raw materials as a primary consideration, while also considering the aspects around supporting related experts in areas of water and the restoration through tree planting. So Jay's approach means that they landed on a model that demonstrates genuine innovation in the back end of their business. By operating from an internal camp approach, Jay was able to identify ways to improve environmental and social impacts in ways that simultaneously reduced costs and simplified logistics. Jay's model isn't about forcing owners and customers that to produce a better outcome, the only answer is you have to pay more. Instead, Jay's belief about the purpose of business and the way that they grappled with that and took responsibility for the decisions they had to make and had control over allowed them to build a better business. To give you an example of one of these innovations in the back end and how it differs to Aaron's business model and how it played out that actually through the thinking differently and through bringing about this approach to business and the purpose of business, they were able to merge money and meaning more powerfully. Jay's paper-based containers address significant issues around recyclability and the life cycle of the waste by switching from plastic to paper. But far beyond that obvious improvement, Jay's approach went to the next level in ways that Aaron's model could only dream of. So decisions that Jay made in terms of the inside the company led to designing flat-packed boxes and a network of regional filling stations, filling plants. And this resulted in these massive efficiencies, cost reductions and reduced environmental damage because by changing the way things were packed and transported and where they were filled with water, all of those pieces started to come together in this incredible, not just win-win, but win-win-win, which again was not available to Aaron in his business model. So for each truck of Aaron's bottled water, Jay could deliver 26 truckloads. And that all came about through Jay sending flat-packed cartons to their network of these regional filling plants. And only once they were there, within the region where they would be delivered and sold, were they filled with water. So if you think about these aspects, transportation is massive and incredibly expensive. Where you fill up the water adds to the weight and space they take up. That has those flow-on impacts environmentally and on the bottom line for the business. And so it's all of these elements that when I talk to you about shifting into the internal camp, you need to really sit with that and understand that this isn't asking you to make a difference or contribute at the expense of the financial stability of your business. It's saying, I want to give you the tools and help you to be able to think about business differently so that you can actually create something that genuinely strengthens your business, not 
creates this piece where you're having to compromise on one side or the other. When we take these examples and we now move into wanting to drive to action, the thing that I want you to do is to stop and really sit with whether you are currently operating from an external or an internal camp when it comes to how you run your business. If you just sit with that for a moment and jot down the first things that come to your mind when you think about how your business makes a difference or how it's contributing in the world. Jot down anything that comes to mind. Once you've got that list, I want you to go through it and highlight any of the ideas that you've written there which relate to decisions you're making inside your core business activities. So if we think of the two examples we used today between Aaron's business model, which was an external model, producing bottled water, not thinking about the actual impact of the business itself, but simply wanting to donate profits, as opposed to Jay's business model, which was, yes, still producing the high consumable water, but through innovations in the back end around the packaging, transport, and the way that they actually ran the business, they were having an impact in the world. When you think about that, go through that list of yours and highlight out anything that sounds like it would sit in Jay's business model versus Aaron's. Once you look at that list and you look at what you've highlighted there, I want you to notice the aspects of what stands out to you. So what do you notice when you look at that list now? Do you have a mix of internal and external camp forms of contribution in the way that you've listed out how you make a difference in the world? Or are you leaning heavily in one direction or the other? How do you feel about that and what you observe on the back end of doing that exercise? And the last question is, are there changes that you'd like to see? So when you go through that exercise and do the drive to action, I want you to really bring this into the particulars of your business. What does this mean in your business? What does it look like to run your business with an external camp approach? What does it look like to run it with an internal camp approach? And how are you currently running it? I really hope that the episode and these examples I've given you today spark some ideas for you and start to help you grapple with and maybe become more conscious of some of the things that have been driving your behavior and your beliefs around your business in ways that are actually limiting you. I would love to hear any insights you've had or questions you have. So feel free to leave a comment or connect with me over on LinkedIn and shoot me a message. I would love to hear what sparked in your mind today as you think about this aspect of an internal camp versus external. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Jasper Blueprint. If you found what I shared today valuable or think that it would be good for a business leader that you know, please share the episode. Another way to help the podcast is to provide a rating and written review on your podcast app. The written review is important because it helps others learn about the show and how they can think differently about their business. If you'd like to get in touch, please reach out to me directly on LinkedIn or go to bessiegraham.com. I'm Bessie Graham.
And remember, business is not a zero-sum game. You can create a win-win.